0: Often enough, when it comes to consumer electronics, the equation's pretty simple. When the next generation comes out, it should be better, faster, stronger, and these days, probably a little more expensive. But we tell ourselves, credit card in hand, it's worth it for the new one, right? All kidding aside, mostly, that very rough math normally holds up, whether it's the latest phone, the biggest new TV, or the shiniest smartwatch. With this year's much-anticipated MacBook Air refresh though, things just don't feel that cut and dry, with its predecessor hanging right there on the store page right alongside it, with an often discounted price tag to boot. This week, we're hands-on with Apple's newly minted M2 MacBook Air and dive through all of its updates, upgrades, and occasionally controversial features. And in the end, that simple equation from earlier is met with an equally age-old question, is it worth it? Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Solid State podcast. I'm your host John Joyce.
1: I'm Eric Sargent and I'm Cody Toscano.
0: And we are here with a What's in the Box episode this week. We're 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 back with one. It's been a little while, right? I think it has, it's been yeah. some time. We mm-hmm. haven't been buying enough stuff said yeah. no one who knows me <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, yeah. And had the way for the bank it's, accounts to refill. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you've never been more right, but I digress. <laughs> um so so what we're actually here to take out of the box this week is A computer we've referred to already in some previous episodes. We talked about it before we got hands-on. And that is the second of the pair of M2-based Macs that Apple announced at WWDC uh, earlier this summer. Um, The first of which was the M2 MacBook Pro, which we already alluded to didn't bother getting hands-on with because it was the same computer with a new chip in it. And if you bought the lowest grade one, it was a slower in some ways, same computer with Mm -hmm. a new chip in it. And it just, it frankly just didn't seem worth it. But where they did get me was with the second M2 computer that was announced, and that is the M2 MacBook Air, which as we're going to get into a in little bit more detail here, is a really an end-to-end refit, update, upgrade, whatever you want to call it. Um, jury is still out. Maybe we'll say for the end of the episode if we all agree that it's a worthy upgrade, but is an mm-hmm. upgrade nonetheless um, compared to the device that it, I want to say replaced, but I think it's actually an interesting place to start with that. While this is the the new computer, yeah, more like nudged down because Apple did something they have done many times in the past, which is keep the predecessor around at a lower price point. But what jumped out is interesting to me with this one is I'm sure it's not the first time, but I can't remember the last time they did that. In their computer space, yeah. it's more of a you did it with the phones, and the phones and watches,
1: so yes, yeah.
0: mobile devices. Um, the closest example I could think of was at the earlier outset of the transition to M1. They did keep Intel Macs around in different right. shapes and sizes for some time, but I never got the impression that was as much a price point play. In fact, in a lot of cases, the M1 equivalents were less expensive than the Intel Macs they were replacing. Yep. Um, this was just very much a We know we're putting out a new computer. I think it's definitely a nod to their acknowledgement that they're putting out a more expensive computer than what it was replacing. So as a result, they took the opportunity to get and keep a MacBook Air, which remains, as a lot of folks refer to it as, the computer for everyone. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. really, at the end of the day and pre the M2 or even pre the M1, the Air was always supposed to be positioned to be the computer for pretty much everyone that's not transcoding and exporting 8K video. I, I mean, totally. really, it's it's the everyone computer. It's supposed to be going the default. to school with it, all that stuff, yeah. Kids going to school or, you know, you're a commuter and you want a thin and light computer with a great battery that goes with you everywhere. It's supposed to be that computer, that default. Um, Joanna Stern famously, you know, has said, you know, or for a 1000 bucks you can get a MacBook Air. You know what I mean? When compared mm, right. to almost every other Windows laptop of the time. Like, it's just it has been that computer for a long time, save maybe the original one, You know, the, the famous Steve Jobs pulling it out of a Manila envelope move. That was an almost $2,000 <laughs> computer that overheated, had no battery, and was frankly terrible. But they iterated on that pretty quickly to what became the Air that we all knew and loved for a long time, even as that design got long in the tooth. I remember how long. It just seemed Apple couldn't bring themselves to kill that earlier Air. And mm-hmm. then it later came out, it's because... People wouldn't stop buying it. Right. Every time they, didn't they want, think about they didn't want to stop it. That money.
1: I mean, that was the yeah. one with like the with like the three quarter inch bezel around Bezels. the screen. Right. Oh yeah. my <laughs> gosh. Yes.
0: Um. That it was had like that, that
2: teardrop that it would like shape. It was like thicker yeah. in the back and it went thinner towards it went the thinner tripod. in the front.
0: Yep. Yeah. Abso- absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know that was a you know pretty pretty well known design that hung around for a long time. And then it did get an update you know, ish there towards, you know, there later on, but then, it, then it got the M one, the M one air, Eric, that was the one that you had for some yep. time before your 14 inch pro. Um, but when it got the M one, it did not get a chassis change of any kind. That was right. literally the last Intel MacBook air with an M one chip in it.
1: Yeah. And um, it, I mean, it was still, it was a good form factor. It definitely at the time I didn't notice, but then when you hold it up against the new 14 inch pro or the new m2 macbook air with the redesign you realize how antiquated it was kind of looking at that point yeah it didn't you know didn't notice it at first but then you look at it and you're like oh okay yeah that design's getting a little dated i I think i think
0: oh for sure And and i think in a big way eric especially with your m1 i think the raw performance kind of blue at least it did with me the oh, performance yeah. distracted me from the age design like it was a design yeah, we knew i mean for that's... years mm-hmm. but you opened up like no this this may look like the same air i've had for four yeah. years but it runs like nothing i've ever owned before that
1: was that m1 macbook air was my first computer my first laptop purchase in a while and i had had the what i had to compare it to was two things a 13 inch xps from dell Yep, that was, that was a good computer. I mean, there was nothing wrong with that computer. It had the same kind of generation of chip set in mm-hmm. there that the M1 did and all of that, the same RAM, all that kind of stuff. And then I had a, a desktop that was tricked out. It was an i7, uh, 32 gigs 30 of RAM, RAM. Yep. terabyte hard drive, like a really, really beefy desktop computer. And that M1 MacBook Air ran circles around both of them with, yeah. with my daily tasks, you know, mm-hmm. the, just the daily stuff, the, the web stuff, the, you know, the things that we use for work all that kind of stuff you know it was it ran circles around it i, I couldn't even compete so yeah. you know it was pretty impressive for them to do that at a thousand dollars
0: right at, at, at effectively a thousand dollars so now going back or sorry getting up to the new Air, which is that you know the m2 model um the first thing you notice other than it says m2 on the box is this New design in a very real way. This is a, new, a meaningful I love new it. design. It's it's cool. Yeah, I think it
2: looks really good. I think that the rounded edges and everything look really nice.
0: Well, going back to this being a what- box episode, meaning that, you know, anytime we call in the box, that means we've had it in our hands or, you know, been in the same room with it for some period of time. And I can say, you know, I'm the one bringing this one to the table. It is currently my daily driver computer. Um, So I've been, I've been carrying around with me for about 10 days now, just really wanting to get familiar with, okay, what, what about this is very familiar and what about this feels new? Um, And I think we can all agree visually, that's the new part. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If, If you're, if you're coming to this MacBook air from a previous generation, MacBook air, there's some stuff that's going to jump right out of the box at you. The display. Um, it's got, you know, it's got a notch display. Be that polarizing as it is, it's got a notch yeah. display. Um, mm-hmm. If you're coming to this as I am from a 14-inch MacBook Pro, not that I replaced my Pro with it, that computer is just staying at home now, and the M1 is what travels around with me. I'm sorry, the M2 uh, air travels around with me. Um, that change was even less jarring because I was already using a notch screen computer right. every day. So if you're coming to this from a M one air or an M one 13 inch pro, that notch is going to be a little bit more obvious, but Eric, you've mentioned it in previous episodes and I just yeah. can't help but agree. Notches to me mentally disappear within 30 minutes of using a device. Yeah. As, soon as, you, as soon as you get,
1: I mean it, it's up in the top of the screen. It basically just interrupts your taskbar. On on the top, you know your menu bar on the top, and then anytime that you flip into a video or anything else, the whole thing goes black and you can't even see it anyway. So you know it's not like you're losing real estate because of it. So
2: yeah, and I think I've seen a few images where the notch, like the program, won't even go all the way up. It'll. Have a black line there, so
1: essentially
0: you don't. Yep. See Some do, these, yeah. These
1: you there. don't see it. Yeah. Yep. Some, Some do, on how and they you, program you, it.
0: You can change the full screen app behavior too to have it either when you go into full screen apps, have it automatically draw the bar beneath the notch where it disappears, but you oh, lose nice. a little bit of screen yeah. real estate. Or you can tell it no, no, and full screen apps push my menu bar all the way to the top and straddle the notch basically. And I'll tell you, I have all of mine do where it straddles the notch on each yep, side because again, going back to the announcement of the first notched mac displays i'm not not talking about you know iphones here for a second but specifically on the mac eric you just said it they didn't take any screen real estate from me i got screen real estate back that going back to those older now albeit aged looking designs that was all bezel before Mm -hmm. so if you're pushing my menu bar up where there used to be bezel i'm getting all those pixels back where that menu bar used to be so it it's, I've had people describe it to me as, you know, it's it's a, it's a thorn in my eyeball. Every time I look at it, I, I, I feel for you, but I don't understand it because it, with the, with the phone or now with the, with the Mac, I just, it truly disappears to me within minutes. It was yeah. one of the easier transitions I've ever been through. Yeah, and the I think they notice it right now iPhone. is
1: it's got a green light on it from my camera. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, they got a lot of uh, crap for it when the iPhone released, but you know, like you said, like within a week or two, no one cared anymore. And now nope. other phones do it. So, you know.
0: Well, it, let's face it. Within a week or two, everyone got over it. Then within one cycle, almost every other major phone on planet Earth, Earth had a notch. They so, went, oh,
2: we can make a notch and make more room on the screen and do this. It was like, whoa. Yep. <laughs>
1: what a great idea. Why didn't we think of that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> one thing I did notice um, that it uses the, the MagSafe charging. It's not a USB-C charger.
0: That is on the, another. And on the computer big big change and again it's not so i don't even mean disruptive and it was ever a bad thing but it was less noticeable to me because coming from a 14 inch pro i've been spoiled by having MagSafe again anyone who's bored enough to listen three, to me knows how three much i love well there's that too um but just having that MagSafe, it, it was already a huge thing on the pro i love having it on the air it's so going back to the list of things this has that you're gaining in this new model is the MagSafe. And that doesn't just add what, in my opinion, is a very convenient and effective charging solution, but it nets you back a very important USB-C port. Because in the M1 version, you still only had two USB-C ports, but if you were using one for charging, you either had to be using a dongle that had some kind of pass-through, or you were living with one other usable USB-C port when you were charging. And man, that's even Apple is finally starting to acknowledge yeah. that ports aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Just look at the Mac Studio. Yeah, three point five millimeter on on it as well. That's uh,
2: definitely yeah. putting. Can I on. can I go
1: can I go audio geek? Yeah, <laughs> high end three point five it millimeter is. jack. Ooh, there You, go. There you, can, it you is. can use pro headphones.
0: <laughs> That's actually <laughs> for for, very useful. For it is yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say for Eric specifically. Very <laughs> yeah. very useful. Oh, man, that's funny. No, I love
2: MagSafe. I think it magnetizing, it's like an easy to... Put in, you don't trip over it, knock your laptop off the table. I mean, I'm sure all these things have been said about MagSafe before, but I I, I dig having the magnets.
0: No, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to my earliest MacBooks had it, and it was one of my favorite features about them. And when that went away, it was a sad thing. Like I missed MagSafe for a long time. That was one of the things that brought me to the 14-inch Pro as quickly as it did. Was I hate? I know it sounds dumb. They got me with a charger. I mean, don't get me wrong. I also want a display that could melt my eyeballs, and we'll get into my brightness things here in a second. But uh, you know. It, it is really great to have MagSafe back, but then on our list of you know differences, the display is now a little bit larger. I mean, not huge, thirteen point six up from thirteen point three, mm-hmm. but you put them side by side, it's noticeable. It is a larger display. Um, I mean, it it's, a, it's is,
1: little. What is that? It's a little over half an inch, right? Uh, just uh,
0: one point point three inches, so oh, a third, three, of okay. inch. Thir- okay. Third, okay. third of but an inch, third of an inch
1: difference in diagonal. That adds a lot more real estate than you'd think it would because of the way they measure it so
0: but more important to me than just the raw change in size though going back to brightness i everyone that knows me knows i'm a bright display person i turn all the auto adjustments off all of my phones my ipads it's all on manual and they're all at they're rocking 100 percent, pretty much 12 hours a day (laughs) um i'm just a crazy person that way so but what that means in this computer is it's a 500 nit brightness display up from 400 so again that's a That was one of my main issues with the old air was it was a not I felt it was a noticeably dimmer display than most devices that you I've didn't, you used. You didn't
1: get a tan when you
0: used it, yeah. so... <laughs> my, my retinas didn't, at least. Right. But yeah. uh, a retina, retina display means something entirely different to me than it does to anybody else. Well, and to your point, when you have
2: the brightness up, you're actually getting the whole screen. Like, you're seeing what it can do and, like, all the colors that it can go through. Because, I, you know, I use lower brightness on, like, my phone, let's say. And sometimes, yeah, you're like, it gets washed out or you can't see, right. it, you know, as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, you get used to a display if it's like, you know, yeah, it might be just slightly smaller, you know, but mm-hmm. over time you just get used to it. And then when you get this new one, you actually n- notice like, oh, wow, this is actually a big upgrade 0. 0.3 inches. Doesn't seem like a lot, but it, it ends up being, yeah. so. it
0: doesn't. And and there's more supporting actors around it too. So it's a four speaker sound system. Again, doesn't sound like a big deal, but I will tell you so is though I use it, go going from the stereo speakers in the M one to the four yeah. speaker. If let's call what it is the 12th zoom call i'm on of the day and i don't feel like wearing headphones anymore i really enjoy having those extra speakers. I'm not going to sit there and listen to music on the things. I'm just not. I have too good a headphones or other speakers in my life to use it for that, but they are very serviceable for those kind of needs, like doing a Zoom call or a Teams meeting or things like that. It's a very, again, this laptop, to me, anyways, is all about function. It really, really, for something as beautiful as it is, the form is amazing. The quality of life changes in it, I feel, are almost all geared towards function to me, I and mean, that's very, very important. Um, keep going with that, you know, dialogue about the zoom calls, and whatnot, jump from 720p to a 1080p uh, FaceTime camera.
2: Oh, so nice. <laughs> big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely.
0: Reason to go buy Long a $1,300 computer. Yeah. No, but absolutely in the world that we live in, in the professional world we live in, that is a big deal to me. I know it is to a lot of other folks as yeah. well.
2: Historically, they're generally bad cameras on the laptop. So that's actually really nice.
0: Well, not even just on the laptops. Go ask anyone who owns that poor studio display. (laughs) Right. But um, Um. anyway... Um, Other changes are more, you know, mostly pedestrian or that some people might not notice, you know, the the memory bandwidth is dramatically faster up even from the M1 at about 68 gigs a second to 100 gigs a second. And that that thanks to the M2 processor, the M2 processors, the baseline is two more cores uh, up to 10 from eight. So I mean, this is a genuinely faster, more capable at a baseline processor point, we're going to circle back on storage here in a second, but the M2 itself is a more robust Bus solution, than the one that replaced it. I think Eric, we're not big, we're not believe, big believers in benchmarks here. But I think you were no. telling me it was about on average about a fifteen percent bump, give or take, in most performance tests. Yeah,
1: on the regular cores, you're getting about a fifteen percent bump is what they're trending at right now. But I mean, I don't know what that equates to in the real world. You'll have what to. What does that, that. mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'll touch on it this easily. I didn't come to this computer from an M1 Air. All, it, to me, even more meaningfully, I came to it from a 14-inch Pro, we argue all the time, one of the best and most powerful computers on the market today. It's an mm-hmm. incredible engineering feat. And I, I told Eric the day my Air was out for delivery, I said, my number one concern is not being able to give this laptop a fair shake because of what I'm coming to it from. Yep. Like, I'm coming to it from a $2,400 machine. Am yeah, I going to be yeah. able to look at it from the lens of the, the build I specifically bought was a $1,400 machine. Am I going to be able to give it a fair shake? And I was actually shocked to come at it the whole opposite way. I told Eric, you know, within a few hours of using it, if you, if I could use a computer blindfolded, um, you, you know, <laughs> don't read into that too far, it would be impossible the tasks I was using it for were imperceptible in change. Yeah. And I mean that in every best way possible. Again, I wasn't transcoding and encoding and exporting 8k video, but I was using office apps. I was doing zoom calls. I was remoting into servers. I was doing everything about my day job as effectively, if not faster. Again, from a perception, I didn't time it. I didn't sure. benchmark it, but I use these tools 8, 10, 12 hours a day, I know how they're supposed to feel, especially mm. when it comes to my laptop. I know when my laptop needs a reboot because I know within a couple seconds when an app isn't opening the way it's supposed to be because we spend so many hours on these devices, it's like your arm not working correctly. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Let's so touch that on that maybe, for a second, though. You mentioned
1: yeah. the transcoding. Um, so that would be an interesting test to do because that's, a, that's another big difference between the M1 and the M2. The, the M2... Progress it has the prores encoders on the chip yep. for the M2 that that you good didn't get until you went up to the M1 Pro and M1 Max yep. on the last generation oh, okay. so the baseline M2 actually has the single out of the encoder box version yep. encoders out of the box so you actually will get a boost from that they say that the testing that they did on it and again these are benchmarks that somebody ran what i saw was the M2 MacBook Air for video transcoding actually beats the baseline Mac Pro that's out right now the Intel right. Mac Pro oh wow with with the with their prores card that you have to spend an extra 2 grand on it beats that
2: interesting so, yeah mm.
1: <laughs> i mean it's crazy that they're doing that at a price point that they are for for people who do that for for an average joe user who doesn't edit video and export yeah, video like right difference whatsoever but for anybody who does that anybody who's got a small youtube channel or something like that you don't have to pony up the 2400 dollars for the pro anymore you can go with an air and just pay that extra money into storage and whatever in ram and you you end up having a capable machine you can do your edits on on the go uh, i think that's pretty important for for that for something that doesn't have pro in the name it's pretty cool to
0: in make. the name and that, that goes back to what can you use this computer for effectively other than gaming, and that's not pointed at any other Mac, that's just pointed at Macs. Yeah. You can do everything effectively with this game. And I do, and I do really mean that. Does it thermally throttle when you throw heinous loads at it? Yes. But does it finish the job? Absolutely. There is nothing. I have yet to cripple this computer in any way, shape, or form. And I've thrown some Above-average workloads at it that y- I have to feel you would be getting into these single-digit percentages of users that would frequently throw more at it than I have in the last ten days. Yeah, and, and and
2: tasking all the apps being open. Yeah, I'll right.
0: Turn.
1: I haven't. I, I haven't don't done close a real apps. World test. <laughs> I haven't done a real-world yeah. test, but it'd be interesting to see that what how, the amount that it throttles. I'm guessing that the computer would throttle down to about what an M1 was running at anyway. Which Fair. is already phenomenal. It's so, already great. so you lose He's 15%. Bad, and yeah. then I saw some article where a guy was running like just crazy tests at it over and over and over again, just maxing it out to see it thermally throttle. And he said it wasn't an issue. He said that the tasks were still finishing. He lost a few seconds here and there on some exactly. transcoding jobs or whatever. And then the minute that he stopped bombarding the processor, he said within seconds, it was back to operating at 100%. So it's yep. like you know, yeah, it's that's... imperceptible to the average to user. what end, unless you're sitting there just hammering it just to see what you can do to it. That's the only time you're ever going to see it. Well, that so, goes yeah.
0: back to why we're not big benchmark people here, because sure, it's kind of like the, the 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 phrase, "You can find you can find an answer that agrees with you on the internet." Regardless yes. of what the question is, if you look hard, you know what I mean? Yep. You will, if you look hard enough, you will find something that affirms what you're trying yeah, to, well, it's the, the same thing with it. this. Yeah, if absolutely. I want to prove that this machine can be crippled by X, Y, Z, you can come up with a test that's going to do it. It's still a computer at the end of the day. So I do want to correct one thing because I misspoke. It's got the same eight core CPU. It's the, but the GPU is 10 right. cores um, on the, the step up on what on the on the step up so getting back into where where all this comes into play um storage the other big thing and this right. is where we touched on this some when we talked about the M1 Pro a few episodes ago but I did want to circle back on this cuz it's important from a you know, consumer, going back to our age-old example, guys standing in Best Buy, credit card in hand, ready to buy a computer. You know, what are some of the things that you're potentially going to need to know? And the one is because it's not on the box. And that is the fact that the step-up to so the base M2 Pro is at $1,199 currently. Mm-hmm. And that gets you the 8-core CPU, 8-core GPU, 8-gig of RAM, 256 uh, storage. You know, On the box, everything you would possibly need. And chances are, going back to this, being the laptop for everyone, that's still true. I, st- I, I even believe that even though what we're going to get into with the, mem- with the storage here in a second, I don't believe that the average user is ever going to feel the difference we're about to talk about. But I do mm-hmm. think it's, it is sufficiently important for people to know because it's nowhere to be found on the box if, or even on the website if you were to look into it. And that is by stepping up to the mid-tier so the all important two fifty six of storage goes to five hundred and twelve gigs of solid state storage. It's not just double the size; it's what Eric almost double the speed. Like it's it's dramatic. Yeah, it's almost double uh, the speed. Yeah, it's oh, it's, it's, it's a, a different type thing. of drive. So yes, well, no, yeah, it's, yeah well, it's, it's, it's actually it's a configuration. Yeah. yeah, so the mm-hmm. way in the M one. This was not an issue, because the way they did 256 was a pair of 128s, effectively in an Apple fancy version of a RAID 0. It was a Mm -hmm. crazy fast 256 built by a pair of 128s. In the M2, it is a single 256 chip. So you only get one set of lanes coming and going from that chip. But the 512 goes back to being a pair of 256s. So you're back to having the dual lane, dual access, dual bandwidth. You're getting double the speed effectively to that uh, double the size of storage. So that has impact because in both of those cases, the baseline and the first step up, both only air quotes only have eight gigs of RAM for a normal person browsing YouTube on Facebook, editing the occasional document, a student unlikely going to run into what we're about to describe. But if you're using it more the way I was describing and not a pro sense, but more of a power user sense, what we would describe in in, in our, in our world, um, You're going to feel that because of the swap. macOS is going to hit the upper limit of that 8 gigs of RAM and immediately start jumping over to borrow memory from the shared storage and create more RAM where it didn't exist. Now suddenly that storage that was perfectly fast enough to open up your Word doc or save a Mm -hmm. video file or what have you, it's being asked to be doing RAM tasks in more or less real time. Now that bandwidth, that speed makes so much more of a difference because you're feeling in the tasks you're actually trying to perform I'm going back to when I know, when I know my laptop is not performing the way it's supposed to, when that app that I know opens in three bounces suddenly takes 10, like it's those moments, that's when the speed of that storage I feel comes to bear, not for everyone, but for the us's of the world who are yeah, trying to use universe. a, they're trying to use a non-pro computer in a more or less pro way. That's, I believe when you're going to feel it the most. And that's when you do need to know going in. Yeah. It's no longer an 1199 computer. You're now at a 1499 computer. Mm-hmm. Still a great machine. Never even touched on it yet. Phenomenal battery life in my experience. I just yeah, it's like 16 I, or
2: 18, right? Hours. I've gotten,
0: uh, uh, again, I'm sure Apple will tell me any number that I want. I will yeah. tell you if I, if I put it on a charger overnight, take it off that charger and put it in my bag and take it to work. You guys know me. My charger is always with me. I've yet to take it out during oh, a that's work awesome. day period end of conversation, unless I didn't charge the night before. Mm -hmm. If I charged it overnight and put it in my bag, I have yet to have to reach for that charger during a eight, 10, 12 hour day. Going back to how I use this computer. That by itself is pretty impressive. Yeah. Especially
1: Um, with the brightness at blinding levels.
0: So yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, But going back to, to get the, if you're at all concerned about the speed of that storage or just the need for more of it, because also for some folks, 256 just isn't enough for some people. Mm. If you're, if you're both feet in the cloud, maybe it's fine. Folks like us, I need that extra storage. I've probably got a parallels instance because I have to have windows a few clicks away because what we do for a living, like there's things that we do that chew up storage. So now we are talking a $1,500 computer. Now we're suddenly at a $500 jump to the baseline M1 14-inch Pro. Mm-hmm. That's a much more difficult conversation, I think, to have because now you really do owe it to yourself to get into what specifically are you planning to use this computer for? Mm-hmm. Because oh, totally. that five hundred dollar jump, I'm not making light of five hundred dollars. But in the grand scheme of things, if you if you have a functioning computer and you're simply in a, I'm saving up for a new machine. There are some folks, if I was having an actual consulting conversation with them, I would want to interrogate more, what do you plan to use it for and how long do you plan to have it? Because there's a good possibility saving up that extra $500 and stepping up to the 14-inch Pro may still be a worthwhile investment, even though that Pro has an M1 and not this M2 chip in it. Yeah. I don't think m2 by itself I don't think I don't think the sticker itself is enough to keep you from making that jump in some cases when you think about the 14 inch pro having a yet again slightly bigger display a brighter and better display it's just by definition by technology Minity it's a it's a better display um, the m1 pro is other than in single core performance still overall a better more capable chip than even this m2 and a lot of those more pro like scenarios we know the storage is faster you just get a lot more of that bang for your buck you get more ports mm-hmm. here's here's one of the, my biggest issues with the m2 air does it have two usb USB-C ports yes are they both on the same side of the laptop Yes, <laughs> so sure. I'm I'm really thrilled about that high impedance three and a half inch headphone jack. Move one of the other freaking USB C ports yeah. to be over next to it. <laughs> yep. On the left, have your MagSafe in one of them. On the right, have your headphone jack in one of them. One of them. Better off just give me an extra one and give me three. But in a <laughs> world where I can't have everything I want, at least put one on each side. And there are real practical applications for that. Going back to Zoom meetings that we all live in, my coworker and I, we have a we have a conference room set up where we sit, we do these consulting meetings with people. And at some point I'm going to have to take a morning again, John's first world problems and <laughs> redo the cabling setup to go on coming through that desk because I originally set it up for my 14 inch pro that has a USB-C port on the right side. So the dot, the dongle comes out that's got the HDMI and the webcam set up and the cameras I are mean, all running to it. For it to get to the left side of my Mac, it has to sit over to the side and off at an angle because it can't get to. The, I can't plug it into the right side of the computer, so I've got to redo the cabling. Yeah, it's a one-time pain to fix a problem, but I think that's a dumb problem to have to fix.
1: Right,
2: <laughs>
0: when there should just be a port on both sides of the computer.
2: Yeah, so, that, I feel like that's been a trend for a long time too.
0: Oh, certainly. Uh, this, this is not a new issue. In fact, it's a carryover from the old air, but yeah. this was that opportunity. Like there's, there's
1: no, you redesigned the whole thing, which you left both ports on the same side, on, yeah. on
0: the same side. And to, your, and to I, your point, if you're
2: up, if you're, you know, the air should, is the everyone computer, right? If you're already right. upgrading your air, then maybe you should be looking at a baseline pro, you know, like if you're already wanting more yep. than what it kind of already does, like if you want that speed and stuff, then the pro, yeah, definitely maybe the way to go.
0: What I'd be looking at is if you're, if you're a true, you know, techie person like us, if you're, so if you're, if you're on an M1 air and you're actually sitting here saying, you know what, I really just, this design is too long in the tooth. I want to make the jump. That's that moment. It's like, is the jump to the M2 air enough to justify the spend? sure you can get it probably a decent in fact i know you can get a great trade-in so i mean they got that going for you at least yeah. but still does that alone justify the spend or are you better off slowing down and saying hmm or do i either wait for an m2 14 inch pro or just dive in and get the m1 14 inch pro knowing full well that's still a great computer that shares the majority of these, de- these design cues it's just a little thicker and heavier but you get more computer so and a touch it's just, bar, it's, right? It, <laughs> No no, no, no touch, touch bar. bar. No, they okay. Nu- okay. <laughs> they nuked the touch bar, and the, the only remains in the 13-inch uh, Pro, but we're not <laughs> doing that today. Um, so I, I just, I do think that's worth talking about, worth thinking about. But going back to the pure aesthetics, and one of the reasons why I do love this machine, it is crazy thin and light. It's, mm-hmm. it is no longer that wedge shape, Cody. That we did all, I'm sorry, we were all kind of conditioned like you saw that and you thought MacBook Air, like right? that mm-hmm. was just that shape. That is gone. But what has replaced it is, in my opinion. The nostalgia of the wedge is gone, but it's replaced by something I think far more effective. It's very balanced. It sits flat on the desk. the 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 keyboard deck is a very comfortable height because it is such a thin computer. Um, the weight is is a going back to comparison reasons between this and an m1 pro a 14 inch pro i mean this is a genuine like a noticeably lighter computer like forgetting setting them both on a scale for a second i mean the thing you feel on your shoulder when it's in a bag it is a noticeable real world difference when my air is in the bag versus the pro it's just it is a noticeable weight change
2: yeah it's like two Um, and a half pounds i think right yeah the the air yeah that's great awesome
0: and then last but not least, and also controversial, you've got some new color options as well on the air. Um I was one of to bring which <laughs> Yeah. So it's the one that Apple has definitely zeroed in on for all their marketing. And it's no wonder why. It's a gorgeous, it's called Midnight mm-hmm. and is a blue black color. Um I think the blue comes out a little bit more in the marketing photos than it does in real life. I feel you have to really look for it in certain lighting to really get much of the blue out of it, but I'm okay with that because it really feels like the like, the nostalgic successor to my first Mac laptop, which was a, mm-hmm. which was a, um, a 13 inch black book, the, the old black polycarbonate Mac That was my very first Mac. And, um, what's funny is the other thing, this is a nostalgic callback to that computer is <sighs> it is equally the greasy fingerprint magnet that that polycarbonate, Mac <laughs> <was>. <laughs> the gloss, anyone who had one of those computers knew that sheen that it got to it after a certain amount of usage. And, oh, yeah. uh, Yes. Eric holds <laughs> up his microfiber cloth. Um, <laughs> Yes, everyone has really made a thing out of the fingerprint aspect of, of this. I will tell you, I'm a bit of a nut when it comes at stuff. I can't stand to look at it. I, I wipe my computer down a couple times a day. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you the difference is because it is at least a metal computer, they actually come off. Unlike the old polycarb right, Max where okay. it's like once you just once that, the grease around. Yeah, once that was on there and it soaked in at all, it was there. It was there forever. You can scrub to your blue in the face, it was never coming off. This, you know, with a few minutes of my day, I can get it back to show quality until I look at at it funny again, and it's got smudges, but that's get the silver one. Like, truly, mm, I right. like it bothers you, yep, that's nothing unique to this device. That is every single dark colored metallic gadget I've ever owned. Period. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. so, and, and I've also seen stuff about scratching. I thankfully have not experienced that as yet. I don't doubt what people are saying is true. I've heard it, especially on the USB C ports.
2: Not As you're surprised. trying to plug something in, scratch yeah, it up. Yeah.
0: I, I can't say I'm overly surprised. Again, it's it's a colorware thing. It's nothing unique here. The 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 natural color of that stuff is silver. If it's gonna bother you, get the silver one because obviously they didn't they didn't machine this thing out of a navy blue piece of metal like it's 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 a color on top of silver metal so i guess i'm not making light about it because yeah you're spending a bunch of money on a gadget you want it to look nice as long as possible but know what you're buying i mean eric i know you put a gorgeous um skin on your 14 inch pro Mm -hmm. a because it looks amazing but also because you wanted to protect the thing because you know you want to have it for a long time it was a major investment yeah
1: and, and I mean I, yeah and that's the thing even doesn't matter what color system I get it always ends up getting covered by a skin or a case so you know it's it's just one of those things that I do personally I I haven't I don't think I've ever owned an apple product that didn't end up with a skin or a case on it at some point so well, I, I mean, just. You t- I want to baby them. I spent a lot of money on yeah. this. I'm <laughs> going to take care of it.
0: Quick, quick left hand turn down memory lane. I mean, if we want to talk about devices scratching, if you look at them funny, um, going way back to one of our previous episodes. Anyone ever own an old school iPod with the metallic back? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yep. I swear to you, the act of taking that thing out of the box would scratch that that silver metal back. I've so. never seen an unscratched one. I don't think. Nope. <laughs> I don't, don't think exist. there was one in the factory yeah. that didn't yeah. have it. That's what I mean. Like in the clean room, yeah. it's like how in the world? I uh, think, was so it
2: the, f- maybe it was the iPhone three. Was that, a, I, I feel like I remember having a case that scratched the back of that phone that, that was easily scratchable What's too. Like, but
0: I I, I, it, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. For, for me, that was the iPhone five. It was the first like Flat unibody one. aluminum yeah. one after the glass backs and same thing if you put a rubber case on it somehow like every corner around that phone become silver i had this whatever the equivalent of space gray was at the time and the corners were all silver i took the case off for the first time to send it back in silver corners no idea how (laughs) other than just the color decided to stop being there but anyway back to the m2 air um they really my
2: favorite color (sighs)
0: They did. <laughs> so I was well, definitely what a big rose gold star, fan
2: yes. for a long time, and uh, it they they lightened the shade a little bit, but it's called Starlight now. <laughs> yeah, do you like the color it. though, Cody? A fan I do like it. Gold, I, w- I like would it? get yeah. I would get that color if I was going to get one for sure.
0: It's yeah, more of like I, a gold. Yeah, it's cham- I feel it's more champagne. champagne yeah, than yeah, yeah. That's a good word. Very, very much that champagne color. I think someone just really enjoyed watching the boys and they're like, we're going with starlight. Yep, starlight um, yeah. <laughs> no more I, I couldn't help it, but no, I think, I think you nailed the it, Cody. It's that gold color. but they, they lifted all the rows out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, really it's just, it's more just when you think of like that gold, gold color, I think that's more what they leaned into a little bit of the, the champagne, you know, Take to it. Um, they all have the black bezels around the display. Mm-hmm. Um, they stopped trying to color match the bezels finally. They do, and this is a little bit of a weird one, guys. They do color match the MagSafe cable now, and I can't decide if I like that or not because the brick isn't. Oh, so it's no, the, just the cable, <laughs> right? Just the the cable. brick is still white plastic. What? So That's it's funny. like there's still a color that you're just starting the color transition earlier because it's a White plastic brick, and Mikey is going that. into a navy blue woven cable into a blue computer. Like I don't know. Well, it, even in the it's picture, fine. The,
2: the connector on the USB C yep. side is also white.
0: Yes, it is. That is correct. <laughs> it's it's. I don't know. That's it's hilarious. an odd decision. You can hear I'm really struggling with it. It's just it's an odd decision. I uh, I will say the in IMAX the grand scheme of, as well. because yes, the new color, they they, IMA- they, they they did it there first. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: In the iMac, I kind of get it because that's what you see coming out the back of your computer Mm. going behind the desk. In this case, where it's a cord, you're literally looking at and carrying around all day long. (laughs) And in my case, going back to John's Beyond First World Problems, my MagSafe cables now do double duty because I leave a charger at home that's capable of charging both my 14-inch and my air. And I leave one in my bag, again, capable of charging both. But I don't know. I, I would just rather the cable just be the color of the brick and let that be what it is. Like yeah. I, I think they might have. I, I can see what they were going for, but for me, at least, it didn't hit. I would rather just be that off gray white color. I definitely prefer the woven, so like the old rubber yeah. cables at the ends would split 15 oh, minutes yeah. after you plug it in. The, that's gone, at least. I do like that woven texture they've gone with, but the color matching part, I it just didn't hit for me. Not the reason you would or wouldn't buy a $1,500 computer. So, uh, going back to, in summary, if you're truly looking to just go buy a great computer, I I would suggest slowing down and looking at the M one air still. I mean, at nine 99 and it begs to be on sale every 15 minutes. I saw it for eight 49 the other day. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, I'm going to pick on my poor mom. If my mom to me tomorrow and said i want a laptop i need to for xyz she currently does everything off of an ipad but if she just decided nope that i want um, a lap i would be hard pressed not to go out and just find her the cheapest most on sale m1 air because that computer lasts her five to six years she would notice it so for like for those users who are just looking for a great computer and looking to spend as little as possible man that's a that's a hard hard sell to make Above 850, 800, even the full 999, yeah. that's still an incre- incredible computer. For we'll go back to our saying with no comma in it, that's a pretty yep. impressive feat. Um, oh, but totally. the big, the big in the conversation is. The age design, and for me, that's where it falls apart. Is you are in spend even on sale, you are investing upwards of a thousand dollars into a computer now with a past generation piece of silicon and a multiple generations old design, and that for me is just I would come back to using myself as the example. I would rather slow down, save more, and invest in something that's going to have, you know, a better to look at design one that's going to you know carry longer i can see apple's probably going to carry this design for a while so it's going to be i realize it's purely aesthetics but it's not though too because that i tell you that the getting away from the wedge shape that flat deck design is very very ergonomic very comfortable to use it's well balanced when you hold it um and then just then you start rattling up all the other benefits. So let's take the storage thing and set it aside for a second. So base level to base level, 999 versus 1199 What does $200 get you? Gets you a much updated design, bigger, brighter display, a 1080p camera, mm-hmm. a better USB-C charging experience, four, uh, f- quad speaker system versus stereo. Um, uh, just overall better computer in almost every measurable except for the storage speed
1: and you yeah. get you get an you get an extra GPU core because the 9.99 yep. base M1 only that's comes with right. seven. That's right,
0: was seven because it was bend. That's yep. right.
1: So yep. it only came with seven, and you get the transcoding for anybody who may yep. or may not. I, I do I, anything I, with video, I, it's still I'm there. not making,
0: and I'm not making fun of it. High impedance headphone jack for some yep. people, that's a big deal. Yep. Um, you being one of them. Mm-hmm. So when you start to add all those things up, and I said taking the quote unquote slow storage piece and setting it to the side, because I still feel if you're someone that's concerned enough that the slow storage thing is would catch up with you, you're probably looking at the $1500 model anyway for all the other just the storage size that you get and the other benefits of the faster GPU and you know so on and so forth. So if we're talking base to base, if the question on the table is do you get $200 worth of value for your extra $200 unquestionably in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When you start to factor sales into it though. If we start talking eight fifty, eight ninety nine for that M one Air, so we're talking three three hundred and fifty dollars difference. I do think that equation starts to get a little murkier, but in the it vast also majority on, of cases,
1: depends on the technology you're coming from too. You t- using the example yeah. of your mom. If the last computer your mom had is a ten year old Dell off the shelf um, special that she got, and did you work on my mom's computer? No, I was just <laughs> <try>. <laughs> it's just the one that my mom has. Um, there you go. You know, coming from that, you know, inch and a half thick plastic cell computer yep. with a, with an Intel Celeron processor in it to that M one air, even with its quote unquote dated design, it's going to look like they're stepping into the future. Absolutely. So
0: okay. no, go, if we want to go back to our computer for everyone, the M one air at let's call it a, mean an average daily sale price of 900 bucks. Yep. It's hard to unseat that as the computer for everyone. Yeah, better than most but Windows the, computers you can get for that price. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into that conversation. <laughs> or I should say we will, but not today. Yeah. Um, but then I just, my, my, my solid state tip for anyone on today's episode is simply, if that's the equation you're doing in your head, slow down just to think about how, for me, it's always how long do you plan to have the computer, really? If it's more than two years, I really, really strongly recommend looking at saving up at minimum long enough to get the entry-level M2, if not stretching into that first upgrade where you get more storage, the faster storage. Yeah, that's that's the computer that'd be comfortable telling someone they could safely use for multiple years to come. Yep. The M1, almost definitely, maybe even the entry-level M2, I could see them start to look longer in the tooth for some people within two to three years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can see not that.
0: unsupported. Apple does a great job of bringing their latest software to older machines for several oh, yeah. generations. But I mean, going back to that daily use case, you know, how does your computer feel to use every day? I think that feeling is going to change faster with those other two examples agree with that. On, on that actual bombshell. Um, that, that's been, you know, what's in the box with the uh, M2 MacBook Air. You guys have anything else to uh, tag onto that one as we wrap up?
1: No, just, uh, you know, like you said, make sure you're you're checking what you need and keeping in mind what you really are going to use the computer for. If you are just using it for base level, you know, web browsing and those kind yep. of things, don't feel like you need, don't feel like that storage thing we talked about is going to make a difference to you because it's not, no. ne- you'll never feel it. Just keep that in mind when you go out there.
0: All right. Well, uh, with that, I think we'll wrap it up for this week and we will catch you next time. Later.
2: Later.